Hi everyone. <laughs> How've you been? I'm I'm good. Good. How are you? Good. I'm feeling I feel like we should talk about a movie, Max. What if we introduce the show first? Shit. <laughs> okay. What's your the name? ASMR of the dogs <laughs> eating is pretty awesome though. <laughs> Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks, the movie appreciation podcast that plays favorites I'm Carl Hartley And I'm Max Peterson And Carl, what a fucking way to end Nicolas Cage month this season this with, year <laughs> this year yes. we are ending we are ending this with nicholas cage's 100th film role the le- it's clocked in in his 100th this is it what we're talking about today th- 100th <laughs> wow and it was released on the 40th anniversary of his first film role I feel like there is a little bit of. Mm-hmm. There's so much. There are so many little like where you the know. dates line up, and you're. Oh, some of the trivia is pretty like. Kiz, Kiz Mitesh, as it were. First time he uh, has been credited with this name since his first film, which was exactly forty, 40 years, years ago. ago this year. You're it like, sounds like you're. It sounds like you're uh, like at a campfire somewhere at Camp Chris, <laughs> like just forty years ago on the day, dude. Funny Nicholas Cage. I know we. I know we're like super crunched for time, but I did watch the remake of Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine version. Ooh, that movie fucking holds I up. I haven't seen that one. Good. It's gory. There's that movie puts so many wait the one with jason jason is in the new friday the 13th the remake not Voorhees, not mama Voorhees. no well okay, okay mama Voorhees like is in the the like front matter the cold right. the cold oh, open they, yeah. they do the like and then the mom and but the it's blah, like blah, a blah. platinum dunes like super hyper violent yeah man version, it's right? fucking rowdy yeah. and it knows what it is too that movie is tits from top to Dude, bottom all of those like early tens yeah things like the when they redid the hills have eyes and friday the 13th and mm-hmm. texas chainsaw massacre i like the texas like the chainsaw platinum dunes too. shit man that they, they went they went deep in the paint they man. Went they went hard as lots fuck. lots of references to that th- anyway yeah. we're not talking about friday the 13th but, but if you haven't checked out the remake, but it's you know talking about being referential sure and sometimes self-referential in the best way. I feel like we like this movie. We'll is. Like, yes, absolutely. All right. And listener, we're not going to keep you hanging today. We're going to dive right the fuck on in um, after we thank our patrons. Because yes. I, I <laughs> forgot to do that. I put it in the pig episode, but let's let's just love them. Thank let's em, just love them. Thank them proper. Yeah. We're going to thank them proper. Um, I'm rubbing your shoulders right now. Not you, but you, patron. You, if patrons. it's okay. I don't deserve one I because ask, I fucking forgot. I will ask first if I can touch you, and then I will give you an amazing. If you're into that sort rock. of thing. Right. Or we could just turn all the amps up and a sonic full body massage <laughs> like every band oh, practice kinda, we do. Like, um, never mind. Stupid. Um, all right. So Save you editing time later. If, thank you. Appreciate cool. it. Um, so I know if you're new, you don't know if you like us yet. But at the end of this show, if you like what you've heard, you can head on over to patreon.com slash. You will be. You, you will be. Thanks, Yoda. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, if you dig what we do at the end of the show, you can head to patreon.com slash quillandfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. Um, next episode, I'm going to come prepped with a list of every bonus episode we've ever done, and I'm going to read them off. Oh, so damn, because there's a lot people, over there. Every, yeah. You get lost in the threads and stuff. Dude, there is content some of the, over there at the Patreon. The new, the new patrons are like messaging me on social media and they're like, I, I signed up for the Patreon. I've been going through the backlog. 
Holy shit, you guys have a lot of stuff on here. What happened Christmas four years ago? Yeah, man, there's there's one post that has like 15 movies in it. It's insane. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to read out a big list of that. We also, in, in addition to bonus episodes and uh, giving producer credits on things, we also do shout outs on the show. And they sound a little something like this. From the bottom of our hearts, mm. we would love to thank Casey Scheibe, John Scheibe, William Rockwood, if... In fact, he does exist. Doubt it. I know. I'm getting more and more skeptical, and I've met him like five times. <laughs> he, he ran. He ran the tech booth for. No, he was the. Um, did he? No, he didn't do that. <laughs> he did something else. See, he's a figment. See? Yeah, I don't you can't know. Even, you're like he ran the. I can't. My memory he, won't latch on to the physical image of him yeah, or what he actually did. It's like the jacket it's when the phantom. faces are yes, blurry a little yes. bit. Um, we'd also love to thank Daniele Hartelli, Connor Sweeney, David Rowney, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Brian Jackson, Sarah Hartley, Jeffrey Morgan, Katie Clark, Leslie Ty, Baloney Shoes, Mariah Rosado. Special shout out to Kevin Ramirez holding down the FZK East, the Far East, dude. He's in yeah. the, he's in the, he's in all the way to, what was it? I was going to say a fake, <laughs> a fake name, but that's uh, that probably problematic. <laughs> And then, of course, new patrons David Breda, Hunter Watson, and I don't, how does he want to be? Schwaz. I should reach. Should I just say Schwaz? Well, I'm That's how I know him. We've been blisteringly high and drunk watched Video Drum together. I think is Schwaz. Schwaz is good, right? I'm gonna make the call, and if it's wrong, he'll let us know. I know. Uh, <laughs> by dropping the sponsorship. Drop it, yeah, be like, <laughs> and we've lost some patrons. Yeah, we lost some patrons because we are assholes. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Seriously, um, you're keeping you're keeping the microphones in good repair, which honestly has been kind of important this year. Yes. But today, without any further ado, because Carl's got to go take care of some cats, we are talking about. 2021s. Is it 21 or 22? I think it's 21. It's somewhere. We'll get up real oh quick. man. We'll get up. We are the best. Like if you like what podcast, we do, man. <laughs> today, you. today we are talking about Nicolas Cage's 100th film role, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Roll that beautiful trail of footage. What the performance critics are hailing is, what are you doing in my house, and you reek like liquor, Nicolas Cage returns to blow minds for the 100th time in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Cage is Carl Hartley, actor, drinker, shouter, loud person, beard aficionado, drinker, movie star, sex symbol, sex icon, sex iconoclast, sex drinker, loud, shouty, sex drinker, movie star, iconoclast, and father of a cell phone-addicted Philistine whose stunted cinematic palate couldn't discern Fellini from half-hydrated rice Things are good for Cage's Hartley. Life is shouty, things are loud, and there is alcohol. Until one day, his bare ass ablush with a stout thwack of thick birch switches with which he and his agent are being helpified, Hartley discovers he's broke as fuck! But he's in luck. A scruffy, affable billionaire with a private island and a bod that just won't quit has an indecent proposal for Hartley, which is funny because Demi Moore is hot in this movie and she was hot in Indecent Proposal in 1993. Being a broke, shouty drinker, sex symbol, actor, icon, Hartley's all over that shit like shit on a San Francisco sidewalk. But when he arrives at his mysterious admirer's private island, he quickly discovers that he's in for one hell of a movie night with one heck of a wacky guy. Pedro Pascal disappears into his portrayal of actual historical figure Max Peterson. Apart from Pascal's physical resemblance to Peterson, which is 
mesmerizing, to say the least. Critics are raving. Here's what renowned critique de cinema, Napoleon de Maximilian Saint René Michel had to say. Sacre bleu, bon chance à la baguette et la française, elle nous offre les messages what else? You heard it here first, folks. And a jolly good time it is. Our handsome heroes embark on a weekend of drinking and podcasting about how awesome movies are and have themselves a grand old time until the CIA shows up. And, as always, the CIA, law enforcement in general, ruins everything, including your exclusive interview with renowned Critique de Cinema, Napoleon de Maximilian, Saint René, Michel. I didn't know it was illegal to kidnap French people. Since when is that a law? Like, wrong, like you prop you shouldn't do it, but illegal? Like, pris- like you- I mean, like you go to prison for doing that. Where's that written down, aside from in the laws? Fuck. Anyway, it's a good movie. Last time I'd go the extra mile, try and do research, or get a quote from a film professional. This is what happens when you fucking try, listeners, fans of this shit. Anyway, the guard's coming, so... I guess that's the trailer. Should watch this movie, um, because I paid dearly to bring right, you the trailer right, for that's it. that's cool. Alright, back to your cell. What's this, what do we got here? Oh, look at that, some sort of microphone. Hello? I in there? Yeah, don't do drugs, or drink to excess. That's what landed this fella here behind, behind bars and in Hooskow. He ain't having too good a time, I'll tell you that. Don't do flaca either. My sister-in-law did flaca last spring break down in Florida. Put her head through the windshield of a, uh, a Ford F-150 on the main drag down in Miami. Anywho, sort of fun. I'm Mickey Mouse. What, how does Mickey Mouse sound? I don't watch cartoons. Mostly hardcore pornography. I'm a, I'm a prison guard, so. And I don't... I'm not going to do those voices. So I... I guess that's all. No! It's 2022. No, we have a crack. We have a crack. That's, well, we don't we pay a, him anything. Which we is, have a voiceover guy who has a crack problem. <laughs> he still sleeps in your shout-out back, so which fun. has been demoed for a There's week and a literally, half. I don't know how it's even possible. It is among my, my favorite things to do now is to just write trailers and then perform them as this fucking guy. It's uh, just so... It. Anyway, um, so this is directed by Tom Gormican, starring Nicholas Kim Coppola, Pedro Pascal, mm. Tiffany Haddish, Sharon Horgan, Paco Leon, Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. Lily Mo Sheen, Alessandra Mastonardi, 
Jacob Scipio, Katrin Vankova, uh, Demi Moore, and David Gordon Green, the director of 2018's Halloween and Halloween Kills. Head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash Film for those bonus episodes. Yeah, that's right. Um, there actually another, for the future patrons and current patrons, there is another Halloween Kills episode coming, just a little mini-sode. Bird and I are going nice. to rank the kills of kills. I love that. I love that. It, it needs a little more positivity than the shit we placed well, in its man, mouth. Well, man, we were exhausted. We were drunk. We were maybe a smidgen yeah. toasted. And I feel like it did deserve some of it, but I think shouting no, out no, the no. kills is going to give that a little bit I of... I do not retract any of my negative statements. Fair. The movie's not necessarily that good, <laughs> but the kills are banging and... Fair. And I wanna, don't want to take that away from No, me, of man. course not. Not even a little bit. I did want to dig in briefly to David Gordon Green. He he plays the director that Nicolas Cage meets at the beginning of this movie. Oh, I thought he's... that was the director of Pig. No, that is the director... I'm, I was mistaken when I oh, said that. Oh, no shit. It's the director of Joe. I think it's like 2013 which Nicolas Cage has said in interviews that Joe is the closest he's ever come on screen to playing a real version of Of himself himself. in that movie Joe directed by David Gordon Green so he was originally going to be chasing down in this movie the unbearable weight of massive talent he was originally going to be chasing down Quentin Tarantino and begging to get into the next Tarantino film they I either they couldn't get Tarantino it's unclear, based, right. like the, the trivia that I Well, read. this was in and out of him doing it, not doing it. Like, it was shopped around for a little bit. He sh- he rejected this yep. four times before finally Tom Gormican's attached letter to this screenplay. That's the director of Pig that did that. Well, Tom Gormican is the director of this movie. I actually okay. have no idea who Where that came Pig. from. You know, because that was a side conversation when we were high. So, yeah. never mind, listener. Yeah, if you heard me say something that is not right... That is Wait, that's never happened on the show before. That's my fault. And you just go do your own research and make up your own mind. You're here for the conversation. Trailer baby. Dude's You're not gonna, here for the facts. Trailer dude's gonna fucking have yeah, a try and, day. There you go, critic. Try and unpack unpick that snare snarly little thing. He's like, Well, all right, here's five lies Max said in the last five minutes. Um, but interesting, I thought this was kind of interesting. So David Gordon Green directs Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Then he directs these three Halloween movies. He is attached. He's it's already done shooting. There's a movie coming out next year, 2023. It's a Blumhouse flick. Mm. So you're like, all right, it's The Exorcist, and the it, fuck? it's a direct sequel to the '73 Exorcist. Leaving alone Exorcist to weird James Earl Jones. They're saying double fingers to okay. the whole fucking franchise. Right. You know what they're doing? They're doing Halloween. They're Halloweening again. it. Yeah. yeah, they're like. Fuck the rest of that stupid franchise. Here's the only sequel that matters. Now, I have some thought. I, I'm not yeah. sure how I feel about this, mm-hmm. especially having just seen Halloween Kills. No offense, David Gordon Green. I think you're a fucking genius. I don't know what happened with Kills. <laughs> I'm assuming. It's one big studio. Bad note. weed. Anyway. Bad weed. Um, so let's <laughs> let's dig. Let's just dive right on in. Let's like dig. Bad dates. <clears throat> bad dates. Let's dive straight on into this. Man. Thank you, universe. Mm-hmm. Carl, this movie begins with Con Air, the first movie that we did for Nicolas Cage Month. Isn't that wild? This- <laughs> it's another thread in the in the ever-expanding weirdness the, that is this movie. The synchronicities yeah. abound. It's crazy. So so our Nicolas Cage series for season five begins and ends with Con Air. Man, okay, so Maria, played by Alessandro Mastronardi. Uh, Man, Italians. Tricky. I know, right? Dude, so it's two. Honestly, Carl, every character in this movie is you and me. 
No, it is. It's kind of stupid. The more I watch it, the more Danielle watches it, the more upset she gets. When we when we first spun this, I'm like, I it like fucked me up because the first time we watched it, we were high. Yes. So we were like sitting there, a little high, watching two high people watch Con Air, and I'm like. We just, Wait. we just did this for real <laughs> like, a, like a couple weeks back What is happening And then right she now? says like Nicolas Cage is so cool or whatever but she's like, I'm like yeah he's like, She's like Nicolas, Nicolas Cage is a genius yeah. Or whatever you know like, Leans back yes. and you're like yeah I think I said exactly I that We said that on during, several episodes During this moment Carl did you know this song Two performers same year And you're like yeah I was <laughs> yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there um, But man okay so right out the gates Best hand acting mm-hmm. goes to Alessandra Mastonardi for Maria. Her character's name is Maria. When the the doorbell rings and she, they think it's DoorDash or whatever, right. they're with their like buckets of Chinese food. Once again, you and I. Yep, <laughs> dude. Let's do a break. Forty thousand dollars of Chinese food. <laughs> I know they send they send like eight yeah eight um fortune cookies, five sets of chopsticks, it's like and it's four just laundry you and me, trucks baby. roll up up front. <laughs> yeah. Chinese is here. We open the door, smoke rolls out, yep. the driver's like, enjoy, boys. That's like, welcome to the FZK. This is what movies are like here. Um, but dude, when that ding dong happens and she leans back in the chair, her eyes roll up in pleasure and mm-hmm. her fingers, I, the listeners can't see it, but she does the like mad scientist, like, like tap your fingertips together and she goes, oh, the food is here. It's just beautiful I, it's exactly mm-hmm. right it is exactly right i want i want evidence that she wasn't high on marijuana when she did that because i that's want evidence that she was <laughs> either way we need a vial of your piss alessandra <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> for scientific purposes Science, we need uh, it's for our award show we need to know whether to credit you for outstanding <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a little dab Just behind, behind the, the ears. ears. And that'll, I'll be able to tell. God damn it. <laughs> can the internet fire you? I think it can. Probably. But I, I have her I have her listed as best eye acting, yeah. high acting, yeah. and hand acting oh, for that one moment. It's outrageous. M- there's multiple nominations for all of those things in this multiple movie. times in this movie. It's so good. Most of the time, you it's, know, I think Pedro Pascal just gets like every award ever d- for me. Talk about like from me best for the rest of my life. Supporting actor, how yeah. fucking good! How, perfect casting. Yeah, perfect. Casting. Well, we'll talk about it, but this movie does not happen without Pedro Pascal. I agree. I agree. It it would it maybe still happen, but well, I mean, until we like, get like Hugh Jackman or something. Is like, like I don't know, <laughs> dude. Movie forty three, nuts on his neck. He can pull uh, it off. But yeah. until Pedro Pascal was cast as Javi, Nicolas Cage wanted to play Javi. That's right. His original yeah. thing was like, I don't want to play myself. I want to play my own biggest fan. That seems like more meta and fun to me. Right. Until Pedro Pascal landed, and then he was like, never mind. I'm good. I'll play <laughs> no, me. That sounds great to me. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you I wouldn't. Okay, look. Nicolas Cage can do anything. He is probably my favorite actor. Yeah. Period. I think he's the actor, official actor of. He is the official FCK actor of the studios. FCK. Yeah. yeah, man. But like, but Pedro Pascal is perfection as hobby yes. there's yes i think maybe the best line delivery in history is just fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's no better there's no and, better and it's moment. enveloped in the best high acting moment so that's pretty awesome i know like 
Maybe we, what if we had like a big drug scene as we head into the big, the big drug, drug scene. scene? I just there's nothing about this I don't love. No, thank you so much. We were gonna watch it anyway, but like yeah. you watched it well ahead of me, and you were like, "We have to watch this together. We have to hold hands." Yep. <laughs> well, it's because when I spun it, I watched it with Danielle, and many, many times throughout the whole movie, she's like, "It's either." This movie is about the two of you or the two of you in an alternate universe wrote this movie (laughs) about the two of you so that you could then do it on a podcast. Dude, it's okay. This is this has quickly become my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't think it's his I don't think it's his best performance ever. No, no, no. Maybe my favorite of his performances because in a selfish way, watching it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with you. Yeah. I'm just like... Yeah. It, and it also makes me feel like in some strange way, not justified for being... Because the movie says what we've been saying for four and a half years. Yeah, we're done. Like we don't Nicolas have to do the show Cage, anymore. Thank you, listener. Thank you. Well, no, it's like Nicolas Cage is fucking incredible. He always has been. Right. And they, they state it in the movie twice. It's like, um, great to be back. Not, not that, that we went anywhere. Right, dude. Because like, he hasn't gone anywhere. He's been... The bits with fucking incredible. The bits with his agent, like yep. you can. There's a. Well, of course, he says that he's playing. He's not playing himself. He's playing like a surrealist a super, version yeah. of of himself. Which, yeah, because none of us actually know him. We have sure. what his, which is the, a reason why this movie works on a whole other level because it's still just our perception of what Nicolas Cage is like in real life, and he's giving us his version of what he thinks our perception of Nicolas Cage is Let in the real world. Let me perform what I think you think exactly. I'm like in real life. Exactly. In the subtitles, Nick Cage is actually spelled out N-I-C-K, even though in real life it's, it's N-I-C. N-I-C, and that was done intentionally to distinguish that even though he is playing himself, he's playing a fictionalized a version of himself. Yeah. Um, Nick man. Cage smooch is good. So... <laughs> That's right, everyone. Nick Cage smooch is good. <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> oh, man. So the, mo- the movie begins with um, a young woman being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Cr- Nick Cage driving, Nicholas Cage driving a baller car, listening to Credence. Woo! Mm. That's what you expect. That is his first line. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Five stars. Do you say that it sets the tone <laughs> yeah, would, for what we're about to witness? I would say just a, just a wild, like, high-pitched, breathy scream. And he's wearing sunglasses and yep. a leather jacket. And he he's looks in a like car. Nick Cage. Fucking. I mean, it's going to be hard to not just be like, and this is the best scene in the movie, except for the next scene, which is the best scene in the movie. Um, I love. I do kind of like our episodes where we literally just quote the the fucking movie the whole time. <laughs> I had a rule. And then, do you remember when? Do you remember when? Do you remember when? Like, goddamn it, boys. He uh, he goes an he, hour and a half later. Nobody knows what anything is about. Yeah, they're just like I could quote the whole movie to you, but they didn't give any plot. No they idea. just did lines from it basically the whole time. Right. And there's a lot of wheeze laughing too from our, <laughs> from <right>. our boys. <laughs> um, uh, he goes to sit down with David Gordon Green to audition for right. a film, and then he kind of corners him at a at like a, a valet. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. And you're the worst. It's really awkward. Like watching it. Okay, the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, he he blew it, and he's trying to like redeem himself by right. reading it. I think what happens is he nailed it, got the part, and then fucked it up by doing like a crazy person reading at the yeah. car. And then David Gordon Green's like. 
I can't have you in Halloween <laughs> Kills. And that's why that movie wasn't good. Right. <laughs> it's because Nicolas Cage did a... What was it? What is it? It's a... There's a... When he gets in the car, Nikki... Yeah. Is like... He's like, good pull. It's like Mankiewicz or whatever. Some weird mm-hmm. rando role. Which... How crazy is it that even that becomes a callback later? Yeah. Again? That saves his life. Because he's being wild? so weird that the guy won't pull the trigger on him until he's so done talking. Why is he's the same monologue that he's Same quoting. monologue. So the it monologue that the lost... It takes the thing from my, from my brain to my fingers. Whatever. It, it takes .072 right. seconds for electrical impulse. So that means by the time you pull the trigger on me, my working trigger... Or whatever yeah, the fuck whatever the, the monologue is. is. Um, he gets back in the car. Feels like it went good. And now we're introduced right out, right out the gates to Nikki. Nikki. Who is essentially... Wild at heart era Nick Cage It really is And this is where this movie is It tests the waters right away By just throwing you into the deep end Either you're gonna be on board With the yep. fact that he has yep. a young Nicolas Cage Talking to himself or you're not The de-aging it's Weird but works Weird but it works because of what it is It's a delusion yes, it's, exactly. like, it's supposed to be unsettling It almost works as like a This is how he remembers himself young. That's exactly what it is Yeah, You know what I mean But he's, but he's too far away So his memory is a little weird looking yep. Like he's kind of not quite right um, Fun little bit of trivia that I found Scrolling the trivia uh, When Pedro The first time that Javi meets Nicolas Cage On the docks He's wearing the exact same Model and style of sunglasses that Nicolas Cage wears in Wild at Heart, which that is, tracks because Javi would have those. He would absolutely. They're probably the fucking, the fucking glasses ones from the movie. Which also is fun because Nikki's costume is based on Nicolas Cage's interview and press tour costume when he was that's promoting insane. Wild at Heart with David Lynch. The amount of Nicolas Cage fandom mm-hmm. that's in this movie, we talked. God we, damn, we just, which, which doesn't always play. Which one was it that we just did where we were talking about how like it feels like a little bit of a fuck you, but but real, but but maybe what it actually is is they have so much love. It was kills. It was kills because yeah. there's so many nods in in Halloween and kills to the rest of the franchise. Exactly. This there is no doubt about it. Everyone involved in this movie, uh, loves. Nicolas yeah, it's Cage. a love letter. There's no like, they're not pissing in his pool like at no. all this is just straight up like admiration because this doesn't always work you see this happen a lot where it's like we're gonna inject so much fandom and hey you know you know this movie like the the scene yeah 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 right sure but it, winking it, at the camera winking it's at the, the camera George, the worst case is george lazenby this never happened to the other fellow uh, yeah, no exactly it's trying to pull a good example of that and that <laughs> sure. is that is it right, right. Where you're like, you're not even winking at the camera anymore. You're just straight up, like, taking your pants down and slapping the camera with your penis. <laughs> right, like, it's like, look at my wang. Look at my dick. It's oh, the wang from the previous film. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's just like it all feels just so, I don't want to say, I say that it feels earned. I, fe- I use that, that phrase. But it is earnest, yeah. Even when it's being funny. Mm-hmm. Like, even when it's. Because th- it's so much heart, I think. There are. That's what makes it work. Yeah. The, the weird thing about this movie's because this movie does poke fun at or you or use humor at the expense of Nicolas Cage yes. as we the world know him. Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, being able to poke fun in that way is a compliment to the man. No, yeah, nothing in here feels mean or feels no, like it's like what it's a, a cheap. It's jab. just there's so much. 
I just keep coming back to the thought that there's just so much love in this movie. Yes. Not only yeah. love for Nicolas Cage, but the love of just like you can tell that everybody on this product project is like yeah. having probably the best time they've had on set in fucking a long there's time. There's no way this wasn't just a blast. Yeah. Every single day on set's got to be the funnest. Time. Right. And like, if it was horrible, like if you ever hear stories, like if it comes, it turns out like this was like the worst set to work on. <laughs> it sure did. Like bravo, motherfuckers! Yeah, then like, Oscars it does not need to show, be yeah, exactly. slung around because honestly, there's moments where people are supposed to be mad, but they just are having fun. Yeah, you can see you're like that guy's having, too much, having too much fun to fun. actually be a bad guy. You know, I I ran into this in the real world the other day in 2022. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll give you like. Mid '90s, when I was growing up, it was people. People love to hate on Nicolas Cage. Not mm-hmm. everyone. And when you meet a Nicolas Cage fan, man, you fucking you know because they they'll talk forever about how much yep. they love him. Or they have a T-shirt with his mug on with it, with his mug like, on it, or they've got a pillow on their couch yep. with his face on it, and it turns into John Travolta's face. When yep. you it. But like, oh, that's disturbing. That's disturbing. It's not disturbing. Javi <laughs> behind him runs, fixes the pillow. But like. I, I just ran into a customer the other day at work. I was talking behind the bar about, um, I think I was actually talking about Wild at Heart. Because mm-hmm. um, we were talking about David Lynch, and I was like, yeah, man, Nicolas Cage in Wild at Heart's phenomenal. And someone's back there was like, oh, never watched it. I don't watch anything with Nicolas Cage. You're just like, he, I'm still hearing hate for this dude, even yep. though we've got Joe, Mandy, Pig, unbearable weight of massive talent. And I'll even throw in Con Air, The Rock. Like, I mean, you can see why I left them off the list, but like, like I don't. I even feel like the, Vegas, the entertainment value on those obvious, movies are huge. They're like, obviously on, of course, dude. Yeah, of course. But like, the dude has won an Oscar. Yeah, he's getting there. I think that the amount One of, of greatest Nick, romantic comedies of all time, Moonstruck, man. Give me the big knife off the wall. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna cut my knife. throat. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. I don't. I think. I honestly think that the the residual hate mm-hmm. for Nicolas Cage that's left in the world is exactly that. It's just an echo of a time when it was popular to hate on Nicolas Cage. You remember when everyone hated yeah. Anne Hathaway for no reason at all? Yeah, this is like out of nowhere. Exceptional like. actress. Yeah. Phenomenal. But everyone's like, oh, fuck her. She sucks. Or even Kristen Stewart or Robert yeah. Pattinson. Yeah. Now they did Twilight, but. That's done Talking about now. loving to hate something. I know. Get into that like, later. Seriously, man. People who are like, oh, I would have loved. I wish I could. Oh, I was good. Man, you look good, but it had Nicolas Cage in it. I'm like, fucking Fuck watch you. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Because he's because really he's good. Because he's really good in it. Is that the chainsaw from Mandy? Yeah. yeah. Mandy's a masterpiece. Gave, oh, even you just saying it. And then we, I feel, this, okay. It's Some of it's like, I just feel like this movie validates me as a person. <laughs> It's like it's, like my fandoms are valid. Yeah, it's like the whole movie is telling me that I am Javi. <laughs> and if I had the uh, the resources, that would be right. in my house. Yeah, basically, I would be Nicolas Cage, which yeah. is I would spend a million dollars on Action Comics number one, but you it would, would actually to, just you would be try to buy my my life size face off. Um, the the golden the guns. golden guns. Yeah. yeah, is that supposed to be me? That is you. That's good. <laughs> It's grotesque. How much did you pay? For? No, we'll get to no, that. We'll, we'll get, get there. It. See what I mean, though? Yeah. We're just going to quote the whole damn thing. <coughs> but I'll give you $100,000 more. <laughs> I think he says 20 grand. That's 20 grand. He yeah. offers him 20 grand. I think he spends like four. Yeah. $4,000. I'll give you 20 grand. I'll for give it. you 20 grand for it right now. It's, it's not for sale. <laughs> 
focus on the guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, so he's in the he's in the the car with himself, Nikki, and he goes, "I felt really good, you know. I'm, it's good. I'm I'm got to get back to work, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm healthy when I'm working. I'm an actor. No, you're a fucking movie star, and don't you ever forget that. Mm-hmm. And if this film has a premise, that's what it is. That's I think. that might be yeah. it. Well, I think it absolutely is because we're. It's essentially when you boil it all down, it's uh, one of those sort of meta movies. It is about the writing of a movie. It's a, it's almost like adaptation or something in a way where the the movie itself is the product of the movie being written. Dude, I do. You, and did you notice they acknowledge? Oh, at, absolutely. They, when they when it gets to the point where later in the film, listener, we haven't walked you through the plot yet, so get ready for some shit that won't sound like it makes any sense. But later, when the CIA convinces him to stay at Javi's place by making the two of them work on a screenplay together, right? After that point, he sings "Happy" together, which he also sang in adaptation. Yeah. And they the technique. This is more off camera stuff, but the technique they used for the scenes where he's filming. With Nikki mm-hmm. is the same technique they used when he's doubling himself in, in adaptation. adaptation. That's so amazing. they're like, okay, it's another movie about Nicolas Cage writing a movie. We need to nod now to the movie the where he wrote big a big one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So which we still will do next season for Man. sure. Like the fact that we haven't done it. That one burns kernel. my brain though. Well, every every Kaufman movie. Well, yeah. Ever. <laughs> no shit. But um, so like this is this is kind of the interesting question because. The movies I listed earlier are Nicolas Cage, the actor movies. Right. And you listed two Nicolas Cage, the, the movie, movie star. star movies. Yes. You know, the crazy thing is, though, they're mm. both the same person. They are. They are. But yeah. do you... So... But there is a difference between the perception of what those two things are. And we talked about in the pig episode... I think he, most people view Nick Cage as a movie star. A movie star. And, and that's not, why they don't take his, like, film exactly. acting, like, seriously. Right. We talked about in Pig that one of the reasons that he accepted that role was to remind people that he could also be a serious actor on the tales of like uh, whatever that movie Funland was or or uh, uh, Mandy. For well, it. yeah. Well, there's like 10 movies that came out. That's the other sort of problem is that you can't really fault people for, for feeling that a particular way when there are like eight movies that come out a year and like most of them are legitimate garbage. Drive angry. Yeah. Ghost. <laughs> you know, like there are, there's like, there's a lot of movies. But he's where, always doing work in them. He never phones it in. Ever. Like, no. dude, the scene, I always, you know what scene from Mandy that I think about the most with all the fucking wacky, wild, insane, horrific shit that's in that movie, including the scene where the one guy's face melts into yeah. the other face. <laughs> like, it's so weird. But the scene that I always think about is the stick shot in the bathroom when he chugs that fifth of vodka. Yep. Yep. He's got his pants down. He's chugging the vodka. Just get himself screaming, like, yep. cr- screaming, howling, and drinking whiskey or drinking vodka. Yeah. They don't even. They, there's no cut. There's no visual effects. There's no chainsaw fight. There's no super drugs. There's no moon melting. There's no animation. It's Nicolas Cage in a room drinking a bottle of liquor, and it's I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is that says something about that person. Yeah, as an actor, you know, but um. I, I like this that this movie addresses that. Mm-hmm. Did you did you feel that this movie is trying to say like, and I'm mo- moving past being a movie star, or do, or did this sort of acknowledge the duality? I think of that his this career? I think this movie acknowledges the duality of his career. I think with him like sort of 
essentially turns his back on Nikki by the end of it. He's like, I'll do it my damn self or whatever. Like, yeah, it's I don't think he's like throwing that part of himself away, though. I think that he's acknowledging it and being able to actually look at it and look at himself and not through this lens of this young person that used to be and used to feel this way. It's like more integrated into himself as a whole person now. That's, yeah, yeah. That's well said. I was trying to figure like out how to... He absorbed him almost, you know? Like like acknowledging what you said at, yeah. the, at the beginning, which is like, it is, it's the same man. Right. It's the same person doing all this shit. And by the end, rather than splitting off that, like, well, there's... We've, we're even guilty of this on the doing this on the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, well, this is a Nicolas Cage movie. Right. Last week, we, we talked about a Nick. Nick we've yeah, we said it, it. We've yeah. said it before, but like this movie kind of like... It's the same actor, though. It does. It kind of chastises you a little. It's like, no, he's just got range is mm-hmm. what it is. Because, um, yeah, not every person can be in... A Bruckheimer flick sure. and like pull off the action Hollywood star thing and then go do something like adaptation or or Mandy or pig Mandy is a masterpiece every time Javi says that I'm like yes yes, yes, yes it yes, is thank you for saying it Javi <laughs> there's... finally somebody else said it and they just happen to be in a it's, movie saying dude, it. it's so silly but one of the best parts of this movie is just hearing people say nice things about <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies no. you're like yes absolutely have you heard our fucking show? I know. it's The movie is our show. Yeah. It's just like we're supposed to be talking about something else. And then we're like, do you remember that bit in Con Air? Like, when yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, you know, having range and being a genius doesn't mean that you don't need to take care of your mental health. So absolutely. We cut to Nicolas Cage in a therapist's office, which is totally a bite at Vampire's Kiss. Yep. Like completely. It's just one giant love letter to Nicolas really Cage. Is. Every scene is taken from some scene in some, some movie that movie. he has done the angle I, what cued me up was the angle mm-hmm. it's the exact same the therapist is sitting and nicholas cage is sitting in the scene from fucking vampires Kiss, yep. basically his acting in that his line deliveries that rolling nervous energy where there's that bit where she's he's like you know and i just i really think that this role could define me it could really like you know it could be the next thing that j- brings my career to the next level and she goes so do you think that are, are, are some of your anxieties and concerns that you're being to lose your talent as an actor? And he goes, no, 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 of course no, not. <laughs> no, not at all. Like he's got veins bulging in his neck. His, his patter is endless. Mm-hmm. He's, it's like, it's one of the most brilliant scene. I know it's like the next scene in the film, but yeah. like, it's one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. His like never incessant gotta fill the space fill like kind of how i do the podcast right, or right. like no dead air well that's important though in an audio podcast it is yeah 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 so it's much appreciated this is where and this scene is where we get introduced to his fictional daughter in mm-hmm. real life he has two sons right i can't remember his first son's name but i think his second i think his second child was named kal-el I think you're right. I think you're right. There is a Superman thing in there. Yeah, yeah. So one of his, so he has two sons in real life. In the movie, he has one daughter. And one of the things that gets introduced early is something that I love, which sucks because it's like a detrimental thing between the two of them. But Nicolas Cage is a film fanatic, mm-hmm. and he loves the old classics. They they just bring up the doc, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari all the time. You have you own this movie on physical media, right? Mm-hmm. Have you dug into the special features at all? Not yet. I've only just watched it six times. <laughs> so. I need to know. So whenever you get a chance, dig in. Yeah. There was allegedly like a 10 or 12 minute sequence shot yeah. in black and white on a set that was 
German expressionist like Dr. Caligari, cabinet of Dr. Caligari, where Nicolas Cage like fights, fights Nicky yeah. in a variety of his own roles from previous films, Gone in 60 Seconds, right. Face Off, Snake Eyes. But it just didn't fit in the final cut because it kind of it was got, too much. I think so. Right. It got chopped somewhere, but Nicolas Cage did say in an interview that it would be on the home video release which, all right if it exists carl i need to see it all so right. i need to know i will do my due diligence you, and i'll wa- we'll probably end up just watching the movie again <laughs> i know i'm gonna text you in two days i'll be like is it on there and you're like i don't know, I don't bro. know but, but I that one it for scene the ninth with time. do you remember the little guy? voice message is gonna be like mandy is a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> um hey do you want to like trade shoes i wrote like, permanently <laughs> you mean permanently yeah, I love Javi's little like childish grin there too. He's like, okay. okay, yeah. Even though they're about to go and try to kill. Well, that's, what, that's why I love Javi. I think Javi is now is like my second favorite <laughs> male character of all time. Uh, maybe the second to Rocky, man. You got I, Rocky and you got Javi. Like honestly, it's sad because I'm like these are my two favorite male characters, uh, which are I guess me and Carl. Yeah, <laughs> like, I really love us, dude. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> Um, I think Nicolas Cage in therapy is just just me. Yeah. Just like, tell me about your feelings. Well, no, the thing about Dr. Caligari Ooh, is right. their use of I feel like you're deflecting her. <laughs> well, no, the way that they deflect the light right. into, you know, it's, that's, that's how I deal with my feelings. Mm-hmm. Typically, as I just talk about something obscure that yes. I love. Yes. Uh, so then after he gets out of therapy, we kind of find out that he doesn't have the best relationship with his daughter. Right. He's been forcing her to watch these movies. This all comes to a head later on where he's like, I was just trying to to influence you and show you the things that I love. And she's like, you were forcing me, me to, to be like be you. Like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're turning me into a clone of yourself. And that's a, because your a really, it's such a true and wonderful moment that she has then later on in the film. Right. So the thing about you, Dad, is you're always trying. That's the problem. Like, it's just such a, like... Oh my God! Yeah, when he's he's like moment of truth there. He's like, I was really trying. She goes, Yeah, you were really trying. That's the saddest part. You're always trying. Just fucking pans to Javi at the head of the table. Goes, Oh, we got a lot of work. We got a lot more, maybe a lot more work than I thought. But this was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Just see him. He's like, Shit, I stepped in it. This is not where I want to be right now. Uh, So. Cage is worried that he really wants this role. Yeah. And this is kind of that Nicolas Cage thing. This is another grab from reality where what's the thing you know about Nicolas Cage? He always, he's always in, he's kind of in debt. He's yep. always got some debts. He's got to pay some shit off. He bought a castle somewhere. He, like yeah. That. Or he bought a pyramid in fucking New yeah. Orleans or he bought the LaLaurie house or what have yeah. you. Or, you know, like Action Comics number one for a million dollars. Jesus. But he always needs money, and that's why he works so much. Like, that's the narrative that we kind of all yeah. know and understand. So when we meet his agent, played pitch perfectly by Neil Patrick Harris, yep. my maybe second favorite Neil Patrick Harris role after Dr. Horrible. Well, I don't know that I have a fi- Oh, there there it is. How, how I Met Your Mother. He's pretty good as Barney, too. I fucking hate that show. You don't like that? Oh, okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. We won't get bogged down in it. But, that's like, right. Dr. Horrible, okay, he's amazing. He's clearly amazing. Yeah. But, dude, as Nicolas Cage's agent in this... There might not be a funnier moment in this than when they're in the spa getting beaten by those <laughs> fucking branches. Like banana leaves or whatever the fuck. They're palm, <laughs> palm fronds they're being abused with. Yes, this shit's the best. So he's, he, call, uh, he calls his agent. He's like, have you heard from him yet? And he, Or no, he meets him in person. And he's mm-hmm. like, come on, man. Look, I know how tense you get. You, well, you got to just relax, man. Right. And he goes, 
He goes, this is going to help you relax. And it cuts to <laughs> Nicolas Cage getting smacked. Like, it's like whipped. They're yeah. being flogged exactly. with branches and Nicolas Cage. Fuck! <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my fuck, I love this so much. Yes. <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's the two of them laying on their stomachs getting brutalized. Yes. Brutalized. So relaxing. <laughs> This is wonderful. I was thinking about a hot bath and maybe some tea, but no, this Do you wanna, this is better. Max's confession corner. So like, you like to get whipped with palm fronds. This is a Finnish thing, dude. I used to do this growing up. It's oh. not Finnish. It's birch switches. Oh shit! This is part of a sauna. So when you take like a traditional sauna, there's there's a period of like, well, it's supposed to be three. When my brother and I do it, it's like fifteen. Right. Where you get super super hot. And it really like you start sweating. You really like get a lot of circulation going, and then you go quickly to cold. Which we we're lucky we're on a lake, so we just run out and jump into right. the lake. But one of the intermediary stages of that is while you're in the sauna, warming up and getting hot, you basically like whack each other with bundles of birch switches. And it's supposed to improve your circulation. Everything they say in here, fins are fucking weird. A little man. strange. Yeah, I come from north of the bridge. <laughs> this is a different right. kind of place up there, but like. Yeah, I, I so thought like, we lats were weird, but we just eat weird fish product. <laughs> hey, man, the Finns do it, too. Yeah. Are, no, no shit. <laughs> like, they're strumming and shit. <laughs> so, like, watching this, super funny, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, get you some. <laughs> that's, that's You boys are going to really have... Man, I... I just want to get my circulation whipped back into me in a steam room. Yeah. Like you, me. Why don't we, okay, Japan. There we go. That's where we'll do it. We'll just go to We a, have to get one of the private ones because I'm inked and shit. So. so is Bird and Tad it all up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's tiny. I don't think they're going to be like, that's offensive, but like Bird's Who is, knows? Bird's I'm not taking obvious. any like no, chances no, of no. that don't shit. Don't offense it. Don't offend anybody. But yeah, we'll be like, oh, we need a private room. We're trying to be respectful. And they'll be like, oh, excellent. Yeah, we can do that. And be like, do you have anyone who could whip us with branches? I'll be like, get out of here. Get out of here, you crazy Americans. You crazy Americans, get out of here. Get you to a temple. Get, and you, get you to one of those about vending what machines you just said. That, that sells underwear like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. You and your weird American kinks. Here's some panties and a, and a plastic <laughs> egg. <laughs> Here's some panties and a plastic egg. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh fuck. Oh, um. Is that like the tagline for Japan? <laughs> Japan. Here's some, some panties and, and a plastic, plastic egg. egg. <laughs> Put it on your head. Your tongue will beat your brains out to get to it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So they're chilling. They they go into the 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 aftercare room, <laughs> basically yeah. soaking their feet. And Nicolas Cage, and this is where we get the first of th- first line where we're gonna we're gonna coda this at the end. And he goes, right. "I'm gonna get this next roll, and then I'm back." And by the way, not, not that, that I, I went, went anywhere. anywhere. And dude, actually, I'm wrong because if there is a thesis to this movie, it's that. It's that. Yeah, I think they live together in a way. Those two ideas, but I think this is the one that that really just like. Hits home Yes dude You know Even Okay look Bad Lieutenant 2 Well Now hold on Harvey Keitel's a great actor he's too He's in it Well he's in the first, the first Bad one, Lieutenant yeah. two, And it's like fucking mm-mm. So What I was gonna What I've been I was just thinking about this Was it part of Call the Part of Louisiana, Call Louis- New Orleans, New Orleans oh Yeah God. But like have you Which I think is the longest Nicolas Cage title in his His but like what I was just what I was just thinking is name another actor who has done 
Oscar-winning masterpiece, mm-hmm. super crazy psychedelic horror film, movies that you can sit pig, summer sit blockbuster, and truly yeah. appreciate, or a crazy action movie where he's flying through the air with guns, or a movie. A stoner movie, dude. You know what I'm talking about. A yep. movie that is so atrocious. Drive Angry is the one. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucked up and bad and low budget. But if you just rip like half a joint and have a couple beers with Get your the friends. The Quillen filmies that we had a couple years ago. That was like the movie of the night. I don't think anyone has ever had more fun than that group of people someone, watching that movie. Someone that was there like texted me like last year at some point. Like, what was that fucked up Nicolas Cage movie <laughs> we watched? Like two. I think it was William Rockwood. <laughs> He was like, what was that crazy fucking Nick Cage movie we watched? I'm like, Drive Angry? He's like, that's the one. I just remember never to watch it again. <laughs> Unless you... But loved it. Yeah, right? let, dude. But like, but he's got... He 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 makes every kind of movie there is. Yeah. He makes art house masterpieces. He makes mainstream Oscar winning blockbusters. He makes comedies. Mm-hmm. He makes dramas. He makes action flicks. And he makes garbage too yeah. but but and i say that with love dude do you remember when we did our roger corman double header month back sure to back do those movies all suck yep but they're fucking amazing yes this man has provided us with the full breadth of of cinematic experience i just want to take this moment to thank you nicholas cage yes from the bottom of our hearts Seriously. genuinely sir you are you are the actor of just our don't start saying no that don't keep, start now keep saying yes and, Dude, uh, throw fling spaghetti until yeah. they put you in the ground, Absolutely. and then get up out of the ground and make us some more movies. <laughs> Cause you're a fucking gift, man. Oh, dude, I love so much. Girl. I love you so much. That's a Nicholas Cage. That's a Nicholas Cage movie. It's fucking Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's in Raising Arizona. That was the uh, the very first ever Quillen filmy movie of the year. Film of flick of the year. I think it was. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, it was Raising Arizona. Was it that or Only Lovers Left Alive? I think it was Raising Arizona. It was Raising Arizona. because it wasn't, we went, it should have been. We, yeah, because we went by favorite. the, which one are we get? which is the favorite, which is the better one, we did that whole thing. Right, right, right. Only Lovers Alive, Only Lovers Left Alive won like our, like, the, like the right. Searchers Award. Exactly. But Raising Arizona. It was like, yeah. Dude, Raising Arizona might be my, like, one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the Coen Brothers. Yeah, I know. You hate only one of their only films. Only one of their movies. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, so he's he's assured that he's gonna win this, but he's it's on his mind. He's he's sweating. I hate um, a, I hate auditions, man. I get it. Well, I hate waiting for the callback. Yeah, man. Like, just you're just tapping. I feel like I nailed finger. it. Did I nail it? I don't know if I nailed it. Oh, he, he keeps calling Neil Patrick Harris. Yep. Keeps calling his agent. Have you yep. heard back? Have you heard back from David Gordon yep. Green? Have you heard back from him? Um, and. He goes. He's has to go to his daughter's birthday party. He drops his daughter off from their like father daughter therapy session, mm-hmm. and his ex wife is like, "Look, I don't give a shit about your roles. Really, you're not really in my life anymore. But right. will you please show up for her birthday?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, babe." And he's on. He's on his phone. You know, shows up. He's in the kitchen. She comes in. We're about to cut the cake, and he's on his phone still. And she's like. You can see the moment where she's just like, okay. Yep. This is why I divorced you. Yep. Sure. Haven't changed a bit. And off she go. Out she goes. They met on a picture. In this movie, he met his wife because she was a hairdresser. Or she was a, a, a makeup artist. Makeup artist on right. one of the movies. Yeah. Um, in the scene where he's in the bathhouse, he actually had f- full body makeup done to cover up his tattoos. And when they asked it, when Neil Patrick Harris asked him why he had covered his tattoos for the movie, he goes, um, 
Well, he goes, my the character I'm playing hasn't had as many wives as I have. Wow. <laughs> See, that's awesome. I love that there is a, a, a clear distinction between... Between the two men. The two yeah. things, yeah. It's, there always is, man. Yeah. Every role is still a role. Yep. You're never going to be you right you know what i mean yep. unless you're fucking marlon brando in last tango in paris Jesus fucking christ man maybe then but no other time yeah. <laughs> um yeah dude but neil patrick harris calls did you hear what did you hear did he want me am i in kiss do i get am i mike mikey myers and he no didn't get the role no we're going back with uh not you they're gonna go in a, <laughs> yeah he really loves you man gonna they're go in going a different, different direction, direction. I got that email from a from a call from a from an audition like three weeks ago for a commercial part. Yeah. I got the oh thank you for your stuff, but the, they decided to go in another direction. It fucking stings, man. How was it like half of the Evan Williams kind of sting? Because no, it, it's just more of a ah shit. Yeah, man. yeah, that's yeah. like that sucks because you know you you really do. I mean, I'm not anywhere as near on the scale of like Nicolas Cage, but you know you put you you send in your headshot. Um, you let them know what you've done before. You send them like your little bits and pieces and like whatnot. Real yeah, exactly. And then it's like you have someone that is like advocating for you. Like this is our guy. I think he's great. And then when the company comes back and says, "Eh, oh, dude, nah, Sim- doesn't look enough like a plumber for us or whatever the fuck it is." <laughs> like you know? I could like, show more crack, baby. Right. But like ditto though. Um, on Halloween. They announced the winners for the, this year's Blood List, to which I submitted the pilot for Reaper Madness. Nice. Nothing. 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 Yeah. But, you know, like, there, there's always that moment when you're scrolling the list. Yep. You scroll the short list, and you're like, okay, wait. Because who knows? You may end up eventually doing... And you always, like, yep. start at the top, even though it's alphabetical, and <laughs> R is way the fuck down. Right. You're like, well, it's not after A, not after B. <laughs> mm, I don't want to go into No, no. And then you, like, you go, L, M, M, P, Q... S. Wait, wait. I I must have missed it. Let me go up. Let me. Oh no. It's not there. It sucks. It It does does, totally. I also did not. Well, I can't figure out what he's drinking, but I'm pretty sure it's just straight up Evan Williams. It looks like Evan Williams. It's because it's the it's that black label sort of rectangular bottle with the black cap. Like it could. But it doesn't look. It looks that Jack. It looks like Evan Williams. I've drank enough Evan to. To know To have a good idea But And I feel like Nicolas Cage is classy enough To not ever put Jack Daniels in his body Yeah fuck that shit Fuck that shit dude Pabst Pabst Blue Blue Ribbon (laughs) Can you imagine him in the Dennis Hopper role No let's not even go there Mm, uh, No I I can can. I can (laughs) Absolutely can Cause it's basically Dennis Hopper doing Nicolas Cage Mm, Baby wanna fuck (laughs) (laughs) It would. It wouldn't take a like a, a big stretch no, of acting. That's probably why to... David Lynch was like, "That's a bit too on the nose." <laughs> right. Dennis, I don't Hopper. know if I need Nicholas Cage being all crazy. <laughs> He's a bit too weird. Would Dennis you Hopper? Put you're on a this more... diaper. <laughs> Off this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. god! And then we get happy oh, birthday, dear Allie. Happy birthday to. You all right, everybody, gather around the piano. You see it coming from a mile away, too, and it's so awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> and it works, I too, I too think, because that was a weird <laughs> sentence. Because we've seen him in Leaving Las Vegas, and we've seen him in these roles playing a scene much like this. Right, right. So we're kind of primed already for, oh, fuck, this is where... 
This is it. He makes a scene in front of his family and his friends and his daughter's friends. And yeah, it works on that level without you even having, you just see him with a drink in your hand and you think, fuck, 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 I know. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You're like, he's about to strike a match the coolest way you've ever seen and then make an ass of himself. And then make an ass out of himself. Oh, or the song, especially for you. Remember that time we there was this time, dude. Like the ba- backing himself on the piano. Yeah. It's on. This is a movie for anybody who like. If you watch this movie and like it, you're gonna like it the second time even more. You're gonna like it the third time even more. You yep. you catch stuff. There's it's so packed. Watching it again, I appreciate the piano performance more because yeah. it's Nicolas Cage performing. A performance but the person he's playing is slightly drunk yes it's dude this yeah, is that fucking nicholas cage I know. shit i know. You know what i mean yep this could have been so goofy and dumb you know but it but is in, goofy and dumb not this scene sure sure in general but it's but like it all works the level i know but there's like there is like an there's like an intricate level to yeah. the performance right yeah we start he's when he starts backing himself on the piano you know you're like mm-hmm. this is this is movie Nicolas Cage performing for a bunch of teenagers at Addie's party because he can't not be the center of attention. There was this night, you remember? And then you're like, we would just watch the sunrise. You remember that day, baby? Like, <laughs> I wrote this song about it. It's like, it's like a line. Mm-hmm. He delivers it like a line in the best, the beat, the beats are perfect. This is a man who's been acting his whole life. Yep. Acting now, but it's in the wrong context, and that's what makes it uncomfortable. Yes. It's like now the, is not the time to be performing. The only more awkward scene in a movie that features a piano and a group of people gathered together is Reagan pissing on the floor of The Exorcist. <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna say that. I was like, I can think of a pretty gnarly one. Yep, that that's it. It it kind of feels like that. It's that You're level of uncomfort, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, because it's just, uh it's not quite those fucking like ooh it's not that far it's not but creepy but dude but yeah it's like the it's song perfectly done. the song that he God sings it, it's so, mm. i want to learn it i want to learn the song like i maybe, probably should i think maybe that's a suede cover in the future oh what the fuck? right we're definitely going to do the song from deathgasm too so like we might as well just start covering movie songs now this one is amazing because he hits that. We'll never do Eye of the Tiger and we'll never do any of that shit. We're doing weird movie, I think it has weird to be songs, songs that were played, in a movie. Played in the, not part of the score or soundtrack. No, played in the in movie. In the film, musical pieces. And not a cover, an original thing that was done in the movie yes. specifically for the purpose of. Yes. And this dude, he finds like the ugliest, sh- sh- tiniest, mm. like two finger chord ever. It's uncomfortable. He's playing it and he's like. Eddie, 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 and he just hits the same like shit chord. I think three. you just—I think you did just cover the song. Actually, that's about it. No, because the song's worse. not done until he goes sunrising. <laughs> He's like Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Sunrising, sunrising. He's just like <laughs> when he's just howling at these kids. Can yeah. you imagine? It's that your sixteenth birthday again. party. It's your sixteenth birthday party, and a whisk. You're 
whiskey hammered dad <laughs> who happens to be nick cage i know there's like an extra level you can yep. just not comprehend because it's like saying your dad your dad is like christ or something <laughs> right but christ like whiskey drunk <laughs> actually that might be a sunrise <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so part of the part of the his meeting with the agent at the the bathhouse is an indecent proposal, which is hilarious because Demi Moore mm-hmm. is at the end of That's this. right. But basically, Neil Patrick Harris is like, look, you got an offer. Nicholas Cage is like, I'll take it. Yeah, it doesn't I don't care what it is. Yeah. How much? $100,000 or a million, million dollars. That's right. It's a million. He, well, he goes, um, uh, he goes, what is it? And he goes, what? He goes, what it is is a million dollars. And yeah. he's like, what's the role? And he goes, it's go to a guy's birthday party and hang out with him for a weekend. Dude, that's got to like, there's definitely, that's Because it's not a role. It's a some some person you've never met wants to buy you for that's like, so one of the big things that you hear a lot about what really just affects um, like actors and people that, that go to conventions a lot. One of the things that stings the most is the selfie. Right is like having people take a selfie with you because it sort of dehumanizes you. You're now this thing that that is now on their phone, it has nothing to do with you as You're a like person. You're like the Blarney Stone. You're like the Blarney Stone. It's like you were just this commodity, this thing that now you have this selfie, and it's kind of heartbreaking. Sure. This is like the ultimate version of that, and it sucks, dude. Like a million dollars come out, and I'm gonna buy you for a weekend. Yeah. You know, like. Come hang out and be part of the like. Uh, it's almost like like a statue or a piece of furniture right, that moves exactly. around and talks. And that can be super cool now because I know. Which what is great is it doesn't. It's that isn't what Javi is about. No, not at all. Which ha- is awesome because it it takes that what what essentially is like one of the most just a horrible like dehumanizing of right. this person Nick Cage. As the actor at his lowest point, sure in the movie, yeah, yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah. He's like at his lowest point, he's getting kicked out of the hotel that he can't afford the rent for <laughs> anymore. Locked out of his room, sitting in the hallway. Yeah, his daughter fucking hates him. His ex-wife fucking hates him. He didn't get this role that he wants, but some guy he's never met's gonna pay him a million dollars to hang out with him for a weekend. Right. That is like rock fucking bottom, dude. Like yeah. from a from like a million dollars is a million dollars. That's hard to say no to. But and from, well, and his agent. Points out, he's like, yeah, it's a million dollars though, dude. And you you owe nine hundred thousand to the hotel you're I think staying it's, in. I think it's like two hundred thousand or five hundred thousand for the hotel, but he also has he owes outstanding debts. Of, like, he owes almost a million dollars. This will like this will clear him. Right. This will get him like either clear or really close to clear. So you should do this. But, but like the person is like, you just sold your the last bit of you that soul. is that is your soul. Right is now. You're a Kardashian if you do this. Right. Like that's what he's. You are no longer. You know, you're certainly not an actor, and you're no longer a movie star now either. Yeah, you're a fucking commodity. It's a has been, dude. Yeah. like it's. We don't want you to do another Rocky movie, but we'd love if you came to the Rocky convention. Right. You, know you can mean? sign some autographs from the old people that remember that movie. That, that you said, were in once. somebody want to put a twenty dollar bill in my hand and take a selfie? I'll put those. Yeah, I know. Every. It's, single- it's one of those weird things where a lot of times, like when when celebrities like gripe about you know popularity or always being in the limelight or like feeling a certain way because people want to take selfies with them i have a hard time sometimes not being like well boohoo to you you have one of the coolest jobs on the planet you make a ton of money and you're in movies but 
go they're cry fucking, in your gold leaf Kleenex. Right, but there are people too. It's true. Though, it's true. and it's like that is just a really cool job that happens to be a very popular thing that lots of people end up knowing you right and know what your face looks like but that doesn't give people the the right to like treat you as a commodity you're still a person with feelings and like so hard too i remember and there was a podcast ages ago where joe rogan was talking about how weird it is to meet people on the street because he has no idea who that person is but they They have listened to Hundreds of hours of him talking. They know his They've gone life to sleep story. Listening to your voice. Yeah, they know about his childhood. They followed his career. They mm-hmm. know his personal thoughts on things. So he goes. The he's like, I'm all. Every time I meet someone, I meet them on my back, like on my back foot, yep. because they know they really kind of do know me in a, yeah. in some sense, and I have no idea who they are. So they Seriously. like immediately start in with like personal questions, like because they feel like they know him. And he's like, Listen, guy, you got to like reset. This is our first meeting. I'm hi. I'm Joe. My name's Joe. Who are you? Right. Or you know, but like this is brief sidebar. This is actually something that I really love about the horror community. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I feel like this thing where it's like fifty dollars for a selfie and fifty dollars if you want an autograph and and it's like they feel like they're being demeaned. So your interaction with them is sometimes shitty. I feel like that tends to be like a more mainstream Hollywood yeah. thing. But in the horror community, these guys who are like, you know, like Nick Castle or Elvira mm-hmm. or people who are making... Like Sid Haig and those kind of Sid, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid Haig, the, like the zombie, the whole zombie crew. Like, yeah. I feel like people who are working... The stories that I always hear are like, at the conventions, these dudes, this is just part of their work. This yeah. is more of the, the hustle. Because yep. they're not... If you're like starring in horror shit, unless you're, you know... Uh, like the cast of Hereditary, right. or your, you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis. You, you are, you're surviving on your con money. Yeah, you know, like these people aren't getting Daniel Radcliffe, Harry no. Potter, no, not at to all. Do these movies? They're doing. That's why you got Kane Hodder there. It's twenty dollars, and he'll choke you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And then you get to like have a cool you're like holy shit, Kane, Kane Hodder cho- cho- choking you choked out. me out for real. I passed the fuck out. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. He's like, he's so strong, man. He put yep. his hand on my neck, and my collarbone broke. <laughs> oh, and then did I, you sue him? No, it's no, Kane dude. Hodder, I gave him an bro. extra twenty yeah. bucks, and then I got here's a picture of my X-ray. It's tattooed on my yeah, back. Exactly. You know, like. Yeah. But it's it's part of the hustle and I feel like I feel like that's why the fan community mm-hmm. in the hor- in the horror community is so tight knit. Yeah. Is because the actors and the stunt doubles It feels a lot more grassroots. They're so accessible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's you're not you're not like going up I I mean obviously I'm generalizing but you're not going up and being like, "Hey, can I get a selfie?" and they're like and then their security guy shoves you back right. and they're like, "I only sign for charity or like, you know, or right. whatever." Right. Right. They're like, yeah, get in here. Yeah, man, come on in. Get on in here. But 20 bucks, though, for real, because yeah. I, I just ate and I actually was I, about to dine. I hear dash. that Jason Momoa is one of the greatest people to meet at, at comic book conventions, by the way. Just yeah. as far as, like, how, how, like, charming and endearing and, like, truly wonderful. Kevin Smith, I've heard really good Kevin things Smith. about Kevin uh, And, Smith of course, Keanu Reeves, anytime he shows up anywhere, yep. is, like, <laughs> super fucking awesome to people. Right. When he, when he takes a picture, <laughs> when, when, like, women come up and want to take a picture with him and they get close... He act when he puts his arm around, he hovers the hand. He's like he yeah. doesn't. I know what a good fucking dude, I know this man. About him, yeah. Isn't I, the first time I heard that, I was like, I didn't even think I could like him anymore. I yeah, like, I like him more than I do. But I the hover, but the just hover. the respectful yep. hover. Yep. 
Damn, man. So they're people too, man. This is the bottom line. But you know? he does take. But he takes the gig because it's a million gig. dollars because he's sleeping in the hallway. Yeah, he doesn't have a room. He needs it. And but he does. I love that he he takes the gig, but takes it with like the grandeur of oh, I have retired from to, yeah. acting. And you can but, tell the trades. I was honored to be part of a storytelling tradition. Fuck, man, I'm in, I'm in the hills. Could you yeah, say that again? Yeah, yeah. What's great, like the on the first viewing of that, that reads is is kind of funny and a little bit sad. But on like third, fourth, fifth watch, yeah, that is a heartbreaking fucking it scene, is. dude. It's because it is being sort of it's being played for comedy. Because again, until the trades, like I went out, you know, because he's being very Nick Cagey about it, grandiose. Sure, but, sure. But when because there is so much like performance going on, there's multiple layers of that performance where it's right. being played for broad comedy and a little bit silly, but it's also heartbreaking as fuck because it's it's just he's at his very very like bottom. There's I laughed the yeah. first time, but I didn't actually laugh the second time I saw it because what I I was kind yeah. of thinking about like what is the second time I watched it I'm like what is Nicolas Cage the man doing to like get into the headspace to play this character he's probably been there I was yeah I was actually wondering like if not more than a couple of times I mean yeah dude what do you when you do drive angry covered the tattoos of the other ex-wife you know what I mean Uh, yeah man but but like is this Nicolas Cage contemplating right what that what his exit from film would be and just that thought is so like devastating to me mm-hmm. that he would get to a point where he was so low and he was so tired of shooting stuff like Drive Angry which I'm not even shitting you listener if you haven't seen it like it, I own it on Blu-ray you got to watch you, so. there's one caveat you have to watch it with friends in like a like a goofy mood yeah, but if you do that, that movie's a that movie's amazing. I was yeah. gonna say masterpiece, but it's not. It's a piece of shit. Oh, it's garbage. That movie's it's, terrible. Mm. But like, you'll never have more fun. The two times I watched, three times I watched it, every time I was like, I couldn't huh. believe how fun it yeah. was. It's so good. But like, don't watch it by yourself at six a.m. for the purpose of doing a movie appreciation podcast. No, you will not enjoy it and you'll hate it. No, if you're watch into altered friends, states of consciousness, do that and be. You'll with still friends. hate it, but you'll love it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> But like, yeah, that that was like that was something, uh, especially yeah. especially when he's like, it was an honor to be part of the the tradition this uh, tradition of storytelling that mm-hmm. spanned more than hundred years. And I thought about it, and I was like, leaving Las Vegas was the first movie that came to mind. I'm like, he yeah. did leave, true has truly left, and is leaving with movies like Pig and movies like this. Even yeah. he's leaving a mark. He's changing cinema. He's mm-hmm. part of that history. And that moment with, with him in the hallway is him stepping out of that. And what a fucking loss. 100 that be. film acting credits. As of this movie, 100 film roles. Yeah. That's that's a pretty big impact on when you, I mean, movies have not been around very long. No. Right? Like, no. you go back one generation and we're at the very beginning of yeah, All of I mean, this. well, I mean, talkies are nineteen thirty something, okay? Like, right, right. I mean, Nosferatu is nineteen twenty something. Yeah. Like, there's so there's movies, about a hundred years. Yeah, approximately. There's, I think, I think not a lot of time. I think the earliest, like, I think Haxon is like nineteen fifteen or mm-hmm. eighteen or something like that. But that's the oldest one I can but think. But this of. is one of the newest 
storytelling formats on the planet. Right. Truth be told. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I mean, like talk about it's a yeah, exponential it's evolution. Too. Insane. Insane. But to have 100 film credits in that short amount of time that he's even had, he's been around since the early 80s. Uh, when Late was 70s? Is Fast Times Fast Time at Ridgemont High like 82? It must be 82 because this is 40 years. Right. Right? Yes. It'll be 82 then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, so like, for almost half almost half of the time that movies have been a thing, right. Nicolas Cage has been working in movies. Right. In a hundred of them. Yeah. That's kind of substantial. He's he's known he's <laughs> right. known like what he w- he affects everybody whether mm-hmm. positively or if you're stupid negatively because you just don't understand and you need to right. get your head checked but that's okay um it's fine i'm like a head trip to listen to because i'm only giving you things you joke about with your friends inside your living room the only difference is i got the balls to say it in front of y'all and i don't gotta be false and sugar-coated at all yeah, the, sorry, I'm just going to keep... It takes .74 seconds for the electricals. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to give you a natural out point for this part of the episode. Right, you got to... Because I have to keep time cats to roll. from dying. All right, all right. Um, So when we pick back up, listener, this will be like... It'll probably be a one-parter and I'll splice them together. But when we pick back up, Nicolas Cage will be heading to Javi's Island. That's for right. Javi's He's accepted the job. And retired from acting. And one more party and I'm out. I don't gotta like jerk you off or anything, right? Dude, he's not gonna want me to. <laughs> Listen, I don't have to suck, suck his, his dick, dick or have him suck, suck my, my dick, dick or have me watch him fuck his wife. <laughs>